Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Today is the very end of the church year, the culmination of a year together, and next Sunday we'll have our Advent wreath out, and that will be the beginning of a new church year where we prepare for the coming of the kingdom of God and God's breaking through into our world in human form, the radical uniqueness of the Christian faith. And over the course of the next Sunday until we gather again a year later, we will take this journey just as we do every year through our faith, through preparation to birth and then life and death and then resurrection and then living afterwards until we fully proclaim the reign of Christ. So you might say that today the whole journey comes to a conclusion. And we should know fully what the Christian life is. We should embody it. We should proclaim Jesus as King. We should know a thing or two by now. In seminary, one of my closest friends was a gift giver. We, uh, we were the same age. We both had been youth ministers. Um, I was a youth minister in my full-time vocation. He was a youth minister on the weekends. Um, during the week, he would actually he would train judges and build prisons in Afghanistan working for the State Department and actually traveled on a mission trip with Jane and Ralph from their church. And he was a share and he loved to buy gifts. And, and I love it when he'd bring um, cigars back from his wife's family in Nicaragua, some of the finest gifts I have ever received. He shared air miles since he was traveling to Afghanistan every time. He once upgraded me on a, on a flight to, to Myanmar. It's another story. So a few years after seminary, a package arrived from Miami where he was serving, and he had just gotten back from Cuba, so I was really eager to open that gift. It was not from Cuba, it was from a previous trip to Jerusalem, and it was a pair of socks. One single pair, and a card at the top. Matthew 25. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another. As a, shepherd, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. So I wear these socks today in honor of gray goats. I have sheep on my right and goats on my left. so that I will always know the difference. The difference between right and wrong, the difference between sheep and goats, between those who follow Jesus and those who have missed the mark. Now you would think after walking through the Christian faith year after year, 
we would arrive at this Sunday with all of the answers, knowing who is right and who is wrong, who are the sheep, who are the goats, who we should vote for, who we should admonish, who is doing God's work and who is working against. And if we're doing this right, we should know that we are sheep and they are goats. Can we really do that? Today we hear this passage at the end of, at the end of time, when the Son of Man has returned, and everyone is gathered before Jesus, and they are separated based on their care for their fellow human being. The care for those who are poor, in prison, naked, and hungry. And if you've been journeying with us the last few weeks, we've had a number of stories that lead up to this one that are, that are focused on helping us to see, to be alert. They're actually less about action and more about what we witness and experience, about how we prepare to see the kingdom, and now the kingdom is before us. And I think it's significant because what we see or what we are prepared to see is within the realm of our own agency. And for those that have maybe been with us longer than just the last few weeks, I, I've noticed within my own self a shift in my own preaching that's about location. And I share that, I share that with you because I think we all share this, a lot of the same concerns about the problems that we face. The heaviness that plague our entire world, the violence and injustice that are normative in so many communities, our human capacity to be cruel, to be selfish, with no forethought for the future of our shared human family. But I I think what I've noticed is this, that the most important focus that we, can, that we can see is to focus on our own ability to change and what's ours to speak to and towards and for what's ours to lift up, which story is ours and how do we speak to that story and who can we be responsible for changing. And the great irony of standing before you in sheep and goat socks that are supposed to help me remember who is right and who is wrong is that I have to stand in both of them. That's the irony, is when we try to figure out who is right and who is wrong, it really just exposes our own hypocrisy. In my effort to parse the difference, I expose the hypocrisy in my own life. Which I think is important because on this Sunday when we ask the question of who are the sheep and who are the goats, maybe there's a profound beauty and power in acknowledging that we're standing as both. Because if I'm honest, and I, and I think that, that this is a judgment of a community, 
I witness this community visit people in prison. We even have a clothing drive. I mean, there's the, the, the outreach alcove is filled with coats. We give money and food. We welcome the stranger. Especially this place does that. And yet, I'm guessing, because I know I do it, I've pulled up at many intersections not wanting to engage the person on the other side. I've ignored others' sufferings. I've been irritated by the person who continues to call the church or knocks at my door asking for help one too many times. Or maybe we've moved to places or live in a place where that's less likely to happen. Or maybe we've reduced someone to the point of view that they're arguing and failed to see them as a gift or a blessing in the world. The irony of the sheep and goat socks is that at all times, we are both. And the reduction of ourselves to be one or the other isn't possible. And maybe more importantly, the reduction of the other. The person who sits diametrically opposed to what we believe to be good and holy and true isn't possible either. And maybe especially at this present moment, we're called not to reduce each other to being on one side or the other, but recognizing the complex nature of being human, which is at the core of our baptismal responsibility. To see that these complex positions and tension cannot easily be resolved. Maybe the parable of the sheep and goats is an opportunity for us to see that when we seek to be honest with ourselves, we actually do help usher in the reign of Christ in this world. That our own awareness of our capacity leads to our transformation in being able to receive others fully into the kingdom of God that time in and again we have the opportunity to seek Christ and the other that only happens through our own humility and self-work. How can we, in this crazy world today, recognize the complexity of how we are created? How can we dismiss the idea that others are goat and we are sheep, and instead see the possibility of all of us living together in God's vision for beloved kingdom? My prayer is that the hypocrisy of our lives can be a reminder of God's unconditional grace and a bold invitation to be more loving and welcoming and radical in our care for each other so that the reign of Christ may be made known. Amen. Amen.